All right, so tonight's going to be fun. Um, I kind of feel like Dan Seaborn, how many of you know Dan Seaborn? We all know Dan, right? He usually starts with, you know, tonight I'm just going to start with something a little simple. Just really simple. And I don't know, maybe a simple guy like me can maybe make a, a simple um, impact in your life. Just simple, just a little bit simple, okay? So I kind of feel like Dan Seaborn tonight, you know? Um, <laughs> it's going to be simple. And uh, it's supposed to be simple um, because I don't, I don't want you to feel like you need to perform or feel like you need to grab something, um, you know, because I really think what, what God's going to do with this, um, he just wants you to be open. He wants your ears open, your eyes open, your hearts open to what he's wanting to say um, in this message and it's so simple that I even told the guys in the sound booth, this is the only slide I have tonight. So I, I, I made even the, uh, the slideshow simple. There's no scripture to follow along. Um, there's definitely scripture in my message, so don't go running out the door. But the, the title of my message is Hope in Every Season. And right away when you hear that, it's kind of like, okay, this is another Christmas message, okay, whatever. But it's, it's not. It really isn't. But it's interesting because right now um, we hear that word a lot, season. You know, we hear season's greetings and um, the reason for the season and all those other catchy taglines um, that are attached to Christmas. But I just want to talk a minute about seasons and the importance of seasons. You know, it's really interesting because God created seasons. He's the author of seasons. There's many different kinds of seasons, but he is the author of all seasons. And because of that, I think that there's an importance to seasons. And right away in the book of Genesis, there's mention of seasons. It says in uh, Genesis 1.14, it says, Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from night. They will serve as signs for festivals or signs for seasons or signs for appointed times and for the days and for the years. So he created certain things in a way so that we could know the times, to know the seasons. Now, when we hear the word season, we usually probably, our, our first reaction is to go to spring, summer, fall, and winter, which those are. Those are four seasons. And, and it's interesting because those seasons have a purpose in our earth, but how many of you have ever noticed that and maybe you haven't really put the two together, but how many of you have ever noticed that during those seasons, your body actually goes through things seasonally? Especially us in Michigan. I mean, like right now, we're popping vitamin D like it's going out of style, right? Because the sun's, the sun's disappeared for a while and, and our body needs that, that vitamin D. But it's really interesting how the different seasons of the year correlate to how our body reacts and how our body responds. Um, for example, we'll just say the season of winter. Things go dormant and it's a time of rest before spring and there's a new birth and then there's a new growing season and it goes into summer. But, but in, in that winter time, it's a time of rest and dormancy. And 
there are times when we as people, as human beings, we need that time of rest. We need that time of dormancy so that God can do the things that he needs to do in our lives. I was talking with a friend of mine and, and he was telling me he's, he's a uh, very creative person and, and he has a, a couple different businesses going on and, and he works, um, has, has a job with side businesses going on and he's always doing something and he's always looking for ways to, to scale those different areas of his life. And he was telling me about how he hated winter because every time winter came around, it was like he just kind of fell into this funk and all of these things that he wanted to do and wants to do, he, he can't do for whatever reason. And I, I heard this message like a week after he was talking to me about this, and it was a message about the importance of season and how winter um, resembles rest. And I, I sent it to him, and I'm like, dude, you got to hear this. Like, like right now, it's a time of rest for you. It's supposed to be a time of rest for you so that when next year comes and when the spring comes, you can be re rejuvenated and you can have everything that you need. And it's just so interesting how there's a correlation between the different seasons and our different seasons of life and our different seasons of living. So there's an importance to seasons. There's, there's many different kinds of seasons. That's just one example of seasons. And I have a couple different definitions that I'm gonna to read to you um, about seasons and what seasons are. So, so a season is a time characterized by a particular circumstance um, or feature. Or, or feature. Um, so this example is uh, a season of religious awakening. And that was actually in the dictionary. I found that pretty funny. That was the first definition. Um, or a suitable or natural time for an occasion. Um, an indefinite period of time. A period of the year characterized by or associated with a particular activity or phenomenon. Um, this says such as hay fever. But a, a season is a period of time that's marked by certain characteristics. So most of us know some type of season. If I said, um, okay, November's here, what season is starting to approach? Hunting season. It's marked by a certain characteristic. Or let's see, um, for all the sports people, let's see, um, spring is coming, so um, what season in basketball is it? March Madness, yes, yes, exactly. So there are certain, a season is a certain period of time that's marked by certain characteristics. Um, a couple other examples, I think I, I put some in here, um, like a, a rainy season during a certain period of time, or um, if any of you ever go on spring break, we went to um, Destin for the first time last year. That was definitely tourist season when we were down there. Um, it was crazy how long it took to get from point A to point B on that main stretch of road there. Um, and a couple other examples are the holiday season. Um, or like we said, the seasons of the year. Now, now God made seasons. He made them as we saw in Genesis. And he also made certain cycles in time periods. And I think he really expects us to know them and understand them. And I'm not going to get too deep into this. I mean, this is definitely a very, very elementary um, 
teaching on this subject, mainly because I have an elementary understanding of it, not because I don't think you can handle it. But this is just something that I started really looking into, and I felt like God was wanting me to just go down this road of understanding seasons and how they correlate with us in life. But in particularly, um, to talk about it briefly for where he's wanting to go tonight in this message. So God created seasons. There's many examples of seasons in the scriptures. Um, in Genesis 8:22, it says, "While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease." It's talking about different time periods, different seasons. There's a season of planting and a season of harvest, a season of cold and a season of heat. In Psalm 104:19, it says, "He made the moon to mark the seasons." The sun knows it's time for setting. So there, right there is another example saying that God has created seasons. And this is probably one of the uh, most popular references when it comes to seasons. It's in Ecclesiastes. And it says that there's a time for everything. It says for everything there is a season. This is Ecclesiastes 3. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck when it's planted, or what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, and it just continues to go on and on. It talks about how there is a time and a season for everything. So those are just a few examples of where it talks about seasons in the Bible. So I think there's something there. I think there's something to this whole understanding of seasons and the importance and what they play in our life. Now, like I said, there's many different examples of seasons. Um, Many of us can probably, the, the minute I say, think of a time or a season in your life that stands out. I think many of us can say, oh yeah, I remember that time, or I remember that season. Um, for me, I've had many seasons, uh, some good and some not so good. Um, I will stick to the spiritual seasons just because um, I'm saved now, and um, we won't go there to some of the other seasons that I've had. But... Um, I remember, I remember one season in my life where I was a fairly new Christian, and um, it was a time where God was introducing me to who the Holy Spirit was. And it was literally a season because it was an extended period of time for me. And I remember when it first started, I heard, I heard a message. Um, see, how do I want to say this? When, when, when I got saved, my biggest source of what I was feeding on scripturally was, was out of the faith camp. Um, a lot of the Kenneth Copeland stuff and a lot of the um, Kenneth Hagen stuff and just a lot of the, the word, the, the word of faith camp. So the minute I heard about the Holy Spirit, it sounded like completely different because it was, it was, it was different than just the know the word, pound the word, and cram the word. There was this spiritual side. There was this supernatural side to God outside of just word, 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 word. There was almost, and I know people say you're not supposed to base it upon your feelings, but there was almost like this touchy-feely side of God that it was like, whoa, 
I, I don't know this person of God, you know, in the Holy Spirit. So I remember the first time I heard the message on the Holy Spirit, I was listening to this guy online, and I, I don't even know what happened to him anymore, so I won't mention his name. <laughs> I don't know if his ministry folded or what, but... Um, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And I was sitting there. Um, I remember it was upstairs in the house that we were living in at the time. I was sitting in this papazan, and we had a computer um, desk up there in that area. And I'm sitting there, and as this guy's talking about the Holy Spirit, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, something starts happening to me. And the best way that I can describe it without weirding everybody out is there was literal signs of things leaving me and something being put into me. Now that I'm a little bit further in my walk in faith, I understand what that was. It was literally God was casting stuff out of me that wasn't supposed to be there. And as I was learning about the Holy Spirit during this one message, it was all during like this hour-long message, stuff is leaving me, and as the stuff would leave, all of a sudden it was like he was filling me back up with his spirit in the areas where there was a void. And I had no idea what was happening at the time, but it was crazy. And that, that marked a season in my life of understanding of who the Holy Spirit was. And I remember reading a book um, that talked about the Holy Spirit as a person, and I'm like, what? You can, like, have a conversation. This guy was talking about how when he wakes up in the morning, he wakes up and he's like, you know, hey, good morning. I love you. Thank you that you're here. What do you want to do today? Let's, let's do it together. And I'm just like, wow, that's amazing. You can actually have a relationship with God in, in that way through the Holy Spirit. And so that, for me, it was, a, it was a time, it was a season of understanding who the Holy Spirit was. And, and so, like I said, every single one of us probably has a reference of time that we can say, oh yeah, that was definitely a season of this. If we look back at our yearbook and some of our school pictures, we can say, oh yeah, that was definitely a season of I didn't know how to dress, right? And um, so there, there are different seasons that we look back on and, and we can recognize because they're marked with a certain characteristics. So... That's kind of one half of what I'm wanting to talk about, seasons. The other half of what I'm wanting to talk about is the concept of time. And then the two of them are going to marry together. So we'll put the season thing aside for a minute, and I'll bring it back. I want to talk to you a minute about the concept of time. And this, this will tie in with seasons. This is fascinating to me. If some of you have heard it before, um, wow, it's amazing. And some of you, this might be the first time you hear it, and you're going to be like, huh? Because it literally messes with your mind. So the way that we see time, the way that we live in time, um, it's kind of like in a, in a linear in a linear fashion, so it's like a timeline of, you know, we're, we're born, and then we live life, and we have midlife, and then... We start to get older and then we die. We see, we see time on this linear path. All of time is on this linear path. And even if we look at the Bible, um, the way that it's drawn for us, there's this timeline that's flat. And the way that I like to explain it is, how many of you remember Pac-Man? Some of you. Pac-Man was a video game. 
Um, or like the old school Pong. Pong was like one of the first video games that came out. And it was literally this, this, this bar that was lit up on one side and a bar that was lit up on the other side of your, your TV screen. And they went up and down like this and it was very one dimensional. And there was this square block that was supposed to be a tennis ball and it just kind of went beep, 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 beep. And then it would hit the, the thing and go back the other way. It was, it was a very, very one-dimensional way of seeing time. And, and that's kind of a way that we, um, in this Western society and Western culture, we see time. We see it in a very Pac-Man way. Now, there's a Jewish understanding and a Hebrew way of seeing time that's radically and completely different. They see time in a cyclical way, a circular way. They see time as circular, but it's not a one-dimensional circular. They see time as not just circular, but continually growing. So it's almost like this, and it's continually moving. So why do I bring that up? The, the movement in the spiral actually implies growth with time. In traveling on a spiral, there's a circular motion revolving around a center, but it's also combined with a vertical movement. So you don't come back to the same place you started, but a similar place farther, farther along the spiral. So for us, when we have this concept of time, we go through a season of our life, and we're, we're, we're doing this down the timeline of our lives, and, and we have this season of our life, and then when it's done, it's just like, okay, that's behind me. I'm going to keep moving forward. Whereas the other understanding, the cyclical or the circular way of time says, okay, I just had this season. I'm coming around here. And all of a sudden, something else happens that kind of looks like that season that I just went through. But because I learned something from the season prior, I have growth. So when that comes back around again, I'm actually further along as I continue to grow in that similar circumstance or similar situation continues to happen, I have growth. And it's a very non-Pac-Man way, a very non one-dimensional way of seeing time. Now, they, the, the, the Jewish culture and, and the Hebrew culture actually believe that time is alive. Where we see time as flat and dead, they see it as live. There's a meaning to it. The actual time, right now, time that, that we're here in this place, the time that we're here in this place is alive. It's pregnant with purpose and it influences everything that exists right now and in the future. And I think that's really interesting because the way we see time really dictates how we handle our lives. We know that the Bible says that there's death and life and the power of tongue, but because we see time like this, we can be over here in this point of our life and 
say all of this horrible, rotten stuff, and we have this understanding of, okay, well, I said that here, but tomorrow's another day, and I'm going to continue to go forward. That's no longer there. I'm just going to keep moving forward. But it doesn't really work that way. Because as we speak things, it brings life. As we speak things into time, it actually impregnates time with the things that we're saying. So it's always there. And it's going to continue to be in our future as we continue to speak those things. So like for an example, um, if I was here in this season of my life and I just kept having this, this thought and this, this mindset of I really suck in a certain area of life or I'm a horrible person or um, you know, there's, there's really nothing good in my life. There's, there's, there's no point of me living. And I'm speaking those things. And as I'm speaking those things, I'm actually creating something. I'm actually impregnating something into my life because I'm going to continue to think that way because of the way that I'm speaking right now. But the way that we see time would be like, oh, well, that was yesterday when I was seeing those things, so I'm going to continue to move forward. That's no longer going to affect me, and I'm just going to keep walking forward. But then what happens right here? We start to have that same season again of, man, I really suck as a person. I'm, I, I can't do anything good, blah, 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 blah. I must really suck because I thought I was done with it and here it is again. And then the next day comes and we're like, oh, thank God that that day's gone and we continue to move forward. If we see time the other way where everything has a purpose and time is actually living, we start right here with those thoughts and after we get past that situation, we realize that there's a purpose for that situation so that as we come back around to another situation that's similar like that, we'll recognize because of the last situation and the things that I've learned, I've actually grown and I'm a lot more further than I used to be. This time as it comes back around, God, please show me what I need to see in this situation so that if and when it comes back around again, I'm not going to get as hung up as I did back then. Can you kind of see the differences between the two? So I think there's something really, really important to understanding seasons and really a strong importance to how we view time. And there are many, many other um, teachers and many other messages on this, and they can explain it a lot better than I can. This is something that's fairly new to me, um, and it's something that I want to understand a lot more. So if you're, if you're like, man, I really don't understand what he's saying, or this is really intriguing, um, I want to know more about it, there's, there's a lot of people that are um, teaching this particular message because it's an actual way of thinking in the Jewish culture. And that's why their definition and understanding of the word testimony is a little bit different. They understand the, the word testimony as do it again. So if you have that circular mindset with the word testimony, let's say the minute you got saved, 
is a point of reference of time. The minute you got saved. Well, as you continue to grow in your faith and then all of a sudden you start to share your testimony in faith with somebody else, that same power that was there before comes full circle back around, do it again, you're at the same point, but there's growth, there's faith with it. it and as you speak those things, it literally impregnates the time. And that's why some people, when they share their testimony, other people come to Christ. Because the same power that was there when you got saved is there as you're sharing your testimony. Where if we have that, that way of linear thinking of, I got saved back then, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, I'm just going to continue to move forward. And if somebody asks me, I'll just be like, well, yeah, you know, back then I got saved, it was pretty cool, you should have been there. I'm going to continue to walk forward. There's not much power in that. There's not much faith in that because we see it as something that happened in our past. But if we see it as something that literally impregnates our life, it's something that we carry with us everywhere we go. And we continue to grow in that revelation. I believe that, that the way these two things are going to be fitting here tonight is right now, every single person in here is in a certain season in their life. And if you've viewed life and time in a way to where it's linear, some of you are probably thinking, I'm stuck in this season, or this season keeps coming around, or I can't break free from this season. Whereas there are other people here are in a season of their life where things are really good. They're thriving right now. But if we have a linear way of thinking, sometimes our past shows us that this time of thriving is going to come to an end because there's a time of rebuilding. And I don't necessarily think that that's how God wants us to see the seasons that we're living in right now. We're going to do something in a couple minutes, but before we do, I just want to share a couple things that I, I felt like God was saying. We're literally just going to go through a time of listening because I think God wants to speak into every single person's life here tonight in the, in the season that they're in. And he's wanting them to see it in a different way. Wanting you to see it in a different way. There are some people here that are going through some really, really hard seasons. And I just want to share a couple things that I've, I really feel like God's wanting to speak into tonight um, before we go into a time of listening. <laughs> some, of these, some of these might be a little bit hard, but here's what I'm wanting to do. Uh, I, asked, I asked God before I started really focusing on this message, you know, if there's certain seasons um, that people are going through here tonight, will you show them to me? so that they can know that you're, you're with them. So if you would, as I, as I say a certain season, 
Um, if you would stand up, it's not so that we can point the finger or anything, but as you stand up, if God has something that he's wanting to say to you, I want to make sure that I can, I can share it to you. Now, these first two are pretty generic, and it's easy to say, oh, somebody's been going through a season of this. I mean, in a room this big with this many people, it's like, duh, dude. But when I say these two things, it's, it's something that's very, very heavy, very, very weighty to you to where the minute I say them, you're just like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad you said those two words. Because most of us could probably relate something to these two words. So there's someone here tonight that's going through a season of immense or extreme sorrow and pain. If that's you, would you just please stand up a moment? All right. So the very fact that, that God's willing to share something like that, he's wanting to let you know that he's, he's in this. And as we go through this time of listening tonight, I believe he's really going to minister to your heart. But just know that during those times of seasons of sorrow and pain, He's always there. Because the one scripture that I have not shared yet, and I was going to wait to the end, um, is Isaiah 40, um, verse 8. It says, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God remains forever. So seasons come and seasons go, but the one thing that is constant is his word and his love. So just know that this is a time of season. It's a season that you're in. And it will pass. And he's wanting you to know that. And his love will always be there through the entire situation. You guys may be seated. Um, somebody else. Now this one, this is, this is pretty heavy. This, please don't hear this the wrong way. And I don't think it's what it's literally saying. I think it's more symbolic than anything. Um, so a season of cutting so let me just explain that a minute. It could literally mean physical cutting, like um, self-hatred cutting, which um, has become something that's common in our culture with, with younger people. But the way that I was understanding it was um, an extreme season of cutting off or cutting away, like um, stuff is being stripped off or, or, or removed, um, a freeing up of something or... Um, Maybe bad influences are being cut away, friendships are being cut away, but a specific cutting away of something in order to free you up for what's next. If that's you, would you please stand up? Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. I'm just going to pray a general prayer over all of you. So Father, I just thank you for this time of cutting away. Father, I pray that you would reveal your intentions with this cutting away. Father, I thank you that your truth is literally gonna be revealed to every single person standing up in this season of cutting. And Father, I just declare right now that it will be for their good because they love you and we thank you that their testimony of this season is going to help to free others. 
Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. Okay, now this one's a little bit interesting. I have no idea what this means, but <laughs> somebody right now is in a season of trophies. What does that mean, trophy? Is there a significance to a trophy or, or winning or some type of championship or, or something to that effect? Nothing. Okay, good. Because I have no idea what that means. Um, okay, somebody else here is in a season of laughter, where laughter has literally sprung up in your life. Um, maybe you don't really know how or know why, or maybe you just came through a season of pain and now there's, there's a smile on your face, but it's, it's a season, a new season of laughter and joy in your life. Does that, does that resonate with anybody? Awesome. Jason, what's up, dude? Will you come up here? Hey, for those of you who don't know Jason, say hi to him after service. He's got an incredible testimony, and it's, he's still walking it out. I have a lot of faith in that guy. Um, go ahead. You, you can stand up still. Stay up. I just want you to know that this time of laughter and this time of joy isn't just for you. It's for others. So as God fills you up, look for ways and avenues to pour it out in people's lives and ask him where he's wanting you to spread that joy, okay? Um, let's do maybe one or two more. Um, now this one, I definitely know it's from God because I didn't even know what this, <laughs> what this word meant. Um, a season of ambiguity. I don't tend to use that word at all. I don't sit down with my children and say, you know, this, this uh, probably is not the best decision because it's full of ambiguity. I don't even know what that is. So I will define it for myself. Um, ambiguity, um, a season of doubtfulness, uncertainty, um, an unclear season, and a, a season that um, is indefinite. So you, there's a lot of doubt and uncertainty going on in your life right now. Like literally things are spinning and you cannot grasp anything. All right. Father, I just thank you that you can bring truth and you can bring your light, your life, and your love into any situation. So Father, I just speak direction and clarity into the lives of the people who are standing up right now. Father, I thank you for this season because in this season, they're going to be able to pound a stake in the ground because it's gonna be a stake that you place in their hands and they will know direction from this night forward, Father. Speak to them in dreams and visions and in creative ways so that they know that it's you and that's the right path that they need to follow. Amen. You guys may be seated. Um, this, this one's another interesting one. I just want to say it because it's kind of fun. And if it is somebody, I really want to know what this means. Um, a season marked by a motorcycle. There's a significance to a motorcycle. As I was hearing these things, I literally saw like a uh, brand new, it looked like a Harley, um, but it was black and chrome. This thing was mint condition, and it was, it was like it was in a showroom, and it was pristine, and, and there was a huge significance to this motorcycle. 
I have no idea what that is. Does that, does that resonate with anyone in here? Can you? Okay. Summer, will you bring the microphone back to her? Thank you. Can, can you just give me a brief idea of what that's talking about? I want to know and just hear if God's saying anything in that situation. With my sister, my sister, she was in a really bad motorcycle accident and she passed away. But that was like her dream bike. So for you to say that, and I haven't heard from my sister in a while. So wow. that really means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Yeah. I miss her a lot. Mm. Let's just pray. Let's just pray over you, okay? Wow. Father, I just pray that anywhere that that accident caused trauma, Father, I just pray that you would invade those areas of trauma and you would bring your healing and restoration to those areas, any wounds in the heart or in the mind. Father, I just pray that you would speak to those areas. Surround your daughter with your peace and your comfort. Father, I pray that you use this as a ministry tool. Father, equip your daughter with what's needed so that when other people experience grief and loss, Father, you will place the right words in her mouth to share with these people. Father, as she embraces others who have lost loved ones, Father, I thank you that they're literally gonna experience your peace and your joy through that point of contact. Father, use her as a conduit of your love in those situations. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow. <laughs> um, does this mean anything along with that? Um, I'm just going to say it like I wrote it down. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, you shall smell my fragrant perfume and know my spirit is in this. Does, does that mean anything? It does? Okay. I'll uh, rip that off of here, and you can just bring that home with you, okay? Awesome. So it's evident that there are many people in this room that are in many different seasons of their lives, and God's wanting to speak directly into your season that you're in right now and help you to see it in a different way. So what we're going to do is we're just going to um, put, a, put a song on the screen, and it's um, maybe five minutes don't see this as the service is done because this part of the service is actually where God's going to show up the most, okay? So just as this, as this song plays, just quiet yourself and quiet your soul to receive whatever it is that God's wanting to speak to you in this moment. Go ahead. Songs we sing 
We still lift our praise to our loving God and King. Though the music changes and the songs we sing, we still lift our praise to our loving God and
Father, we thank you that you are the author of the season that we're in right now. We thank you that you're the author of all seasons. So Father, we just come here tonight. We thank you for what you've revealed to us, Father. And we just ask that you would use this season that we're in right now for your good, for your gain, for your glory, Father. I just thank you personally for what you're doing in the lives and the hearts of everyone here. Father, I pray that you would continue to speak to them in this season that they're in right now, Father. Continue to show them, direct them, and guide them your truth. And Father, I just thank you. I thank you that we can say that this season is going to be used for your good because everyone here in this place loves you, Father. That's your promise. That's your word. And we bless you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.